We are not heroes, nor are we villains. Neither kings nor magicians, but we can tell you their stories. We are the Lore Keepers, and we welcome you to Halloween. Welcome to Halome. This is Lore Keepers, the boundless venture, the world-renowned podcasting opus wherein the richest tapestry of lore in human history is sung into being before your very ear holes. That was not much better of a read, but we need to continue. I'm Frank. I'm Carter. And whether you melt jewelry in volcanoes, burn steel to usurp... Oh, that's a reference to Mistborn, of course. Uh, wow. You are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, is burn steel to usurp the Carrion Throne or kit, crit your, or, or kit your Grey Warden to crit flip. Uh, sit a while by our fire, a weary wanderer, and let us weave you a tale. So this week, uh, we're going to be talking about... We're, we're still talking about Padasari. Um, it might be a little bit of a shorter one, um, due to scheduling constraints, but we're going to be going to the far side of the island. Before we get into that, though, Carter, how are you doing? I think we should skip how we're doing, Frank. We're running low on time. Well, we'll do like a low one. The baby, I mean, this isn't a, this isn't a Lord Keepers Jr. or anything. Fine. Yeah, I'm doing well, Frank. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's snowing out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking. Well, I already said we're talking about the far side of the island. Yeah. But what is that? What does that even mean? That's a great question. So, uh, whoa, man, at the time of this recording, well, by the time this comes out, there's a few episodes ago, we talked about the Marian Dominion. And one of the things that we discussed was like, where was Padasari in relationship to it? Um, you can check the podcast description if you're looking for a reference to which episode that was. Um, but the, the the in it, we talked about the fact that Padasari is a city that was built after a long time of like there not being any very significant um, settlements on Padasari, uh, or on the island, I guess, that is now currently known as Padasari. That there was previously a city on the, or a, a, at least some kind of settlement on the, on the far side of the island um, in ages past, and this was probably during Avon Tertius. And the reason why it was so much smaller, despite Padasari's very, like, um, strategically beneficial location for trade and trade routes and stuff like that is because the technology, um, the nautical technology, like for ships and stuff, did not exist to actually make that long, long of a trip. And um, the other routes that you could get to Padasari from, instead of taking these direct ones that weren't available before, would have you going across a uh, very like sort of snaky, you know, um, uh, back end uh, ways. <laughs> what? 
What? The sneaky back end ways got me a little bit. I don't know. It tickled, okay. All right. tickled me. Tickled you? Tickled you yeah. a little bit? Tickled your back end with some snaky ways? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, like it was hard to reach the island. Um, and then we said that something happened. We, we talked about potentially like a lava flow or something burying the burying the city or at least rendering it like unlivable and so people like needed to escape the island because you know there's like lava all over and it's like well all, there's there's all my shit and it's all buried possibly we gotta go. you know plague, plague business maybe as well yeah potentially some plague um yeah, we talked but, about the you know the royal plague or the, the right plague. well and that was happening at the same time and you know there probably was some of that because my guess is there was some sort of elven royalty on that island because there's probably el- elven royalty of some kind on almost every island in the Marian Dominion because they had thousands of years to colonize it, you know? And also, if you're looking for, like, the royal plague or whatever we decided to call that, um, you can also check the podcast description. So where are we going with this? Uh, well, first of all, you know, when Padasari rebuilt, they rebuilt on the other side of the island. Um, maybe this is people coming back or maybe this is the survivors of the uh, of, of like the disaster. And when the technology finally arrived, they were waiting there with open arms to become like a very valuable trade location and kind of exploded in value. But up until that point, there wasn't anything, you know, on, on the other side of the island. So here's a question. A, is lava flow really the solution for what we want to have for the way that the far side got buried? Um, or was it something else? And B, what is going on on the far side of the island now during the the height of Padasari when it's actually like a city that is operating and stuff? I think one of the things that I, I talked to Carter before, um, like kind of in a previous, when we were kind of trying to decide what, what we were talking about for the episodes, was we have this resource, this narrative resource of the Tidelings. And if we were just attributing it to lava flows, it feels like that's a less interesting solution than figuring out maybe the Tidelings had something to do with what happened to the city. I do. So, yeah, where do you, yeah, Carter, where do you want to start here? You, you, got, you got an idea to roll with? It was a natural disaster, but it wasn't a lava flow. And it, had, was... it has nothing to do with the giant bats. Oh, but it has you everything... that makes me think that it has something to do with giant bats. It doesn't, because the giant bats live in the volcano, so you don't worry about that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's where they get the milk. Uh, it's hot. It's like you know how you hot, have hot giant sake. bat milk. You know, it's like you know how you have like hot sake. It's like that. Uh huh. It's like that, but for giant bats. Cool yeah. and great. Okay. Um, but enough about giant bat milk. That's not what the episode's about. It really isn't. Uh, it was a tsunami, and. The tsunami marked the beginning of the type, the tidelings. That's my mm, two okay. cents for you. Remind me, we've talked previously about an association between tsunamis and the tidelings, haven't we? Ta- I don't or think we've talked about, about nautical. Like it was the tide. I mean, yes, we talk about the tide and that the, the idea that they get washed up with the tide, and that like mm. when it's foggier, there's more tidelings, and this just you know does do with the sun and magic on light rays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you saying it's like a semi-magical event or something? Yeah, I think something was up with the tsunami that somehow it's connected to the beginning of the tidelings. Okay. And it, you know, really kind of fucked up half the island. And the other side was maybe where the locals were rather than the, you know, the colonists. 
And they survived because they were on the other side of the mountain. Okay, so a couple of thoughts. First of all, tsunamis, typically as a result of earthquakes, right? Underwater earthquakes, yes. Yeah. We could have this be part of... Oh, that was not... That was me mouth farting. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> For the listener. Um, we could have this be a part of a larger... I mean, I feel like it'd have to be part of a larger event that occurred across the Marian Ocean where a lot of other islands also felt it. And this is just how it showed up on Patasari. Because I think that also, that makes for an interesting story then. Because it's like, where were you when X happened? You know, it's always kind of an interesting way to take these things. So we could do that with it and say like, you know, where were you when, you know, where, where was Patasari when this like tsunami hit? And the tsunami hit, but it maybe had this unique effect in Padasari that it didn't have elsewhere. And you're saying that that's like how the tidelings began. Yeah, but I'm not sure how to connect it with the tidelings. I don't know how magically we could do that. I was thinking maybe something to do with a span, but that doesn't feel magic enough. That too feels too animated. Right. Well, we've talked previously that we've talked previously that the reason why the tidelings are around, or at least the the influencing factor at its core, is because it's at at, at a a similar distance to three different ley line spires and that they're sort of having some kind of magical interaction there. Yeah, it's like a Bermuda Triangle situation. Yeah, yeah, not. and it's like a sweet spot, yeah. It's the G, the G spot, exactly. The G, the, the G spot, the tide spot. Um, yeah. The tide pod. Uh, so <laughs> have you ever thought of a clit as being like the tide pod of the body? No, I haven't. Me neither. Let's walk away from that forever. Uh <laughs> Um, the, that's just, just a weird, I don't even, what the fuck, my, my brain, okay. I was trying to go here with this, though, it's just that to say that, man, that fucked me up. Uh, now my <laughs> brain is, like, completely broken, because what the hell was that even? I'm, I'm so glad that my partner does not listen to <laughs> that I record. <laughs> For so many reasons. Uh, let's, let's do this, though. I think that this was the first time that the tidelings showed up. I think that it maybe the ley line spires weren't interacting in the same, same way. Maybe the tsunami was either influenced by the ley line spires or vice versa. It like kicked it into gear, you know, whereas it, it wasn't it wasn't in maybe. this sort of closed system where the tides, you know, the tidelings were being created because of ley line spires, but maybe because of the influence of water on magic, there was something that happened that caused that to happen. Maybe something like that. I like to imagine that the exact center point was off the island of the, like, three, the erogenous zone, the three, you know, the special point. And then... You just the, called it the erogenous <laughs> zone? I did. <laughs> and uh. the, the, the tsunami maybe knocked it, man, knocked the island a little, like, a centimeter to the left. And then, like, boom! On point. <laughs> Well, that's how tsunamis work, right? That's not how anything works. Um, That's A, not how tsunamis work. And B, if it was a centimeter to the left, then the tidelings would just be happening offshore by one centimeter. It's not like it's a nexus point where it like needs to be lined up perfectly for the stuff to happen. I don't think we've ever thought of it that way. It's like astrology. The planets need to be aligned in a certain way. And the tsunami knocked them into alignment. Sorry, I, th- I think we can say that the tsunami knocked it and that somehow 
yeah, this caused the 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 tidelings to begin. We could bring it back to the volcano. How so? I, I don't know. <laughs> I this was is suggesting going great. We have this another going plot so device. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we have another plot device. We have the volcano. Maybe it did something. Maybe the tsunami caused an explosion. And then that caused the tidelings. Because the bats? No. Well, Frank, I, no. I'm throwing a lot of ideas out here. You need to you need to get I know, I know. I'm I, I think I think we can stick with the tsunami for now, honestly. Okay. Tsunami wipes out a town is a pretty straightforward way of saying that's how this island just didn't have people on it anymore. It's like you have this giant fucking wave coming, there's a bunch of storms that's associated with it, and then it wipes out your town, and you're like, well, fuck. Now now there's nothing left. You know, 150 foot high wave crushes it. Anybody that's surviving, you know, they're they're going to be picking up the pieces, but also, you know, maybe permanently change the geography of the island. Uh, yeah, I like it that. It could have it could have what it could have done is it could have cracked open. It could have cracked open the island in a way where lava did start to pour out. OK, so yes, maybe volcano is <laughs> is actually part of it. Where did the, the bats come in? Active. It had a caldera or something, but deep enough where, like, at the base of where the island actually is, is hot enough for magma to exist. Magma becomes lava, flows out over anything, and basically like salts the earth. You know, it's like there's no way to come back from that. What do you mean? When when there's a, a volcanic eruption, things get much more fertile. <laughs> but there's no eruption. It's just a it's a release of lava because oh, the, the vol- volcano got like cracked open, but and eventually that cooled and, and sealed up. I see. Where occasionally there's lava flows or whatever, because it's like you know it's like a scabbed gash that is occasionally enough pressure behind it is causing it to burst again. And so, yes, it does become very fertile, but it takes time for like igneous rock to break down and shit. It's not just like volcanic ash spraying over an island suddenly makes it like flowers bloom. That's not how that works. It takes time. So people come back to the island, but all right, all right, all right. We figured out the disaster. Let's refocus on Padasati and like, what is, what's, how do people re- re- relate to that side of the island now? Now that they rebuilt away from, you know, where the crack is and all that shit that happened and the tidelings are happening. Is it haunted? Is it fields where people are harvesting crops because it's actually very fertile over there now? Is it, you know, do occasional like hermits and stuff, you know, put up housing I, there? I don't think we want to say it's haunted because that would then be like we have tidelings and ghosts. <laughs> that feels I mean, like too much yeah probably not actually haunted more just like stories people share bad omens or something although the stories do become true and so then there's ghosts. tidelings or there's tidelings that look like ghosts maybe people aren't uh allowed to tell stories oh maybe know it's like a, it's like a, you know don't don't speak the dark one's name kind of thing where it's like uh because if you speak it, then there's a potential for those things to become real. And so uh, we don't speak about the far side of the island at all because we fear it and because it's an unknown. Yeah, maybe that's like a better way of going about that. I like it. Okay. Maybe there's definitely still people who. Yeah, and I think that people who aren't locals can get in trouble for exploring it and stuff. I don't think it's like a cursed thing, though. Like, they don't speak it because they don't want 
you know, the ghosts of the past to appear, even though they kind of reside in places in, in, in the back of people's minds. Definitely, like, I can see, like, kids sharing these stories, and then, like, by the time that you get old enough to realize that that those can actually influence tidelings you're like no 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 do not do that don't share them um not not cool bro yes not those teenagers going over there and kicking some old stones mm-hmm. i mean i think it's probably just like a lot of city ruins and people who are curious or exploring or whatever occasionally go over there but yeah it definitely feels more like a kid's rite of passage thing and not anything formal, just like a thing that kids do in high school or whatever the equivalent is in Barasari as they're like growing up to like yeah, go learning and learning how to hang to out ride and a giant bat. Yeah, right. Exactly. You got a Goonies thing going on or st- Stand By Me or whatever. I I recently saw Stand By Me. That's a strange film. Isn't that a Stephen King movie? No. Didn't Stephen yes. King write Stand By Me? I think he did. Yes. Yeah. People. I don't think people realize just how much of an influence uh, Stephen King has had on like novels and literature. I mean, he writes a book like every 10 minutes. It's a bit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I don't don't know. Yeah, like he's he's, in general, he writes some good stuff, but I I feel like he must write some stinkers that you just never hear about. Oh, God, he writes so so many stinkers. No, no, no. Yeah, dude, there's plenty of bad. Uh. I mean, like there's a there's some very good podcasts out there that are like I think one so one of them is called Kings of King, which is very good. It's a very good title for a podcast, the Kings of King, who they literally just go through and watch every single uh, Stephen King movie. And a lot of them are not good. <laughs> like most of them are terrible. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the films, you know. The books yeah, that yeah. they're based off of might be good still. Uh, okay, well, we should probably honestly, I, I'm fine kind of calling this one a little bit shorter because I feel like kind of asked and answered. I don't know if there's a lot else to add about the far side of the island. Um, do we think, think that there's, there's any boat traffic there or is it just like, I think, you know what? Maybe there's a small harbor. Yeah. There could be a small harbor that is on the far side and it's like there's every like once a week or so, you know, there's a there's like a, you know, some ships uh, from the other side of the island that, you know, sort of sail around and drop off some goods. Maybe there's a couple of other locations on the um, on Padasari where people are living on, in much smaller communities. I don't know how big we thought this island was, but I could totally see like, you know, occasional fishing towns, you know? Yeah. Ooh, you know what? Actually, I really like that because then there's the people they show up in Parasari and there's like this it's this huge city but there could be wealthy Rivi- like like kind of like French Riviera style towns that are further down the coast where you know you get there by carriage or whatever um or by bat I guess um and bat if you carriage? go if you, the further you go to the uh, towards the other side of the island the less there's like less of like these resort town kind of things and more just like hey this is just a fishing village you know, and there are other small towns on Padasari. Um But uh, yeah, like there's occasionally shipments that get made to this this harbor just because I don't know, maybe it has strategic value. They can see stuff coming from the other side of the island, you know, in case there's, I don't know, some sort of disaster or whatever. Hey, maybe a tsunami for one. Maybe. I yeah, I mean, I think that's good. Yeah. Plus, I, I, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. It's basically became a lore keepers junior. I'll just say this: like, I like that, that the way that that kind of um, fills in details of the of the town. Like, we didn't or of the of the island. Like, we didn't have other small towns in it before. But I think that does make sense. And even if they're not small towns, like literally just like somebody's house. You know, you could just have people who you know are not super. They just live further up the coast and it's just like a, you know, fisher, a fisherman and her husband and their kids. Yeah, it's like uh, prairie life or whatever. No, I don't, I don't know what that is. OK, I just mean like people living like far off from other people I and mean, living like off Texas. the land. I guess Texas is very large. Honestly, honestly, I was thinking of O.E. Rolvog's uh, The Boat of Longing, which is a book about a Norwegian family uh, who basically it's this, like the nearest town is a couple days of travel by foot. um, Or like if you take a boat, it takes like a full day. And they literally fish and shit out in the water. Cool. Far away. Exciting book. It's fine. It doesn't, it ends very weirdly. It's very Scandinavian and it's like tragedy and shit. Um, it's, It's a weird book. But I liked it. It was. I recommended it. some Swedish detective novels. Oh, this book is from a long time ago, dude. Oh, okay. This is from the eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties. I mean, I um, don't imagine Norway's changed that much since then. <laughs> sure. Yeah, gone through two world wars, but how much could it really change? Exactly. Yeah. All right, we should call out though. I think after insulting Norway. Uh huh. Um, you got any one that, ones? We can at least say they're better than Finland. There, we've insulted two now. I don't, I don't actually know if they are. Uh, there's not a lot of people in Finland, and there's not a lot of people in Norway, but I think there's more people in Norway. Than... Do you got any one-in-ones? Um, I think that there are some people that live pretty close to the rooms. They're like, you know, it's just... They're not very superstitious about it. And then it's like a lot of people in the city are more superstitious. I think there's I think there's both in both. Like, I like the idea of there being people who live in the ruins who are not very superstition is superstitious about it. And they've been living there like their family's been living there for like four or five generations. It's like, hey, we just we patched up this, you know, this street and like us and our cousins and whatever. We all kind of just like live on the same street and we occasionally sail into Potosari for goods or whatever and then we go back to where we live here free on the land or whatever and then there are other weirdos who like definitely are like oh the weird ruins they're gonna give me supernatural powers or there's something cursed here and i'm just it really feeds my dark soul and like you know they go and live there uh for short periods of time or like the equivalent of like x-files camping or something or they're like i want to see something freaky and fucked up you know and it's just like the people who live there are like, OK. Sure, whatever. You know, if you actually do stick around, though, you might cause a tidling to show up. And we are not really interested in that. Please don't. Because then they do see something. They do see some weird mutant creature or whatever because they believed it or told stories about it in the hopes that it would show up. You know, again, teenagers telling scary stories around a fire. Now I'm just imagining there's like a tidling who's like a fake ghost, just like wearing a sheet running around like, ooh, I'm a ghost. That's so good. 
Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's the whole Scooby-Doo take the mask off of the ghost. And it's literally just a dude who's been wearing a sheet. I like that quite a bit. There you go. All right. Well, I think that calls it for us. Yeah. 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 Let's just get out the, the old, the script. Thanks, uh, Steve. Mm -hmm. Uh, thanks for letting us be your escapade. What are you talking about? <laughs> are, you t- are, you, are you talking about our intern? Yeah, I am. Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg. Sh- yeah, Steven Spielberg. See, he's working at your house today? Uh, yep. All right, sorry, go ahead. I don't mean to disrupt his work. He worked hard to put together that script. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for letting us be your escape. If you forgot your worries and you want to make others forgetful, we're on every podcasting service known to humankind, so don't be greedy. Share us with your friends. Did we discuss something that was confusing as hell? Of course we did. We always do. But chances are that there's some context in the podcast description, so go ahead and check there. You can also explore the subreddit or reach us at the Lorekeepers on Twitter or email us at lorekeeperspodcast at gmail.com for questions or things you'd like to hear in future episodes. Uh, thanks to Josh Silker for his composition of Land of Heroes, the Lorekeeper's theme. And thank you, uh, what's the name, Sam Wilson? Sam, Sam Wilson, isn't that like, or no, I'm thinking of Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson. <laughs> from, from Arrow, from DC Comics. Um, no, 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 uh, Sam Wade. Sam Wade. I got the W. I was close. Yeah, you did. It's not even on the script. Steven, damn it. Damn um, it, Steven. You got to update that. Uh, so thank you, Sam Wade, for uh, the album art. Again, always happy to see it. Um, and thank you, uh, uh, Slade Wilson, for, <laughs> for your excellent role as the Arrow. <laughs> Maybe? That is so not... Until next time, uh, don't worry. There are always more tsunamis to destroy islands. Uh, Bats to milk. There we go. That's better. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.